Welcome to another inspirational message from Gateway Life Church. We're so glad that you've joined us and trust that this podcast will be a blessing to you. Woo! God bless you, Alyssa and Missy. Thank you so much. What a beautiful item, beautifully sung. And what a great little video there from Emily and Bonnie, yeah? Wasn't that cute? So good. Well, it's really wonderful to see you here uh, this evening. Thank you for coming out on Christmas Eve. What a great blessing. And uh, for those of you who don't know me, I understand that most of you would, but uh, for those of you who don't, my name is Jason, and along with my wife Trina, we uh, have the honor of uh, being the pastors here at Gateway Life Church. I want to share with you a story. There's a mother who lives in Marietta, Georgia, America, And this mother would would write stories and adventures about an elf. And she would tell them to her two young daughters. She placed this elf upon a shelf within their home. And she told her kids that the elf was always watching over them. It's a little bit creepy, but we'll keep on moving on. And while they slept, the elf would take a trip to the North Pole and give Santa a report about who's been naughty and who's been nice. The elf would then return home before the children awoke the next morning. And the mother's daughters were always so fascinated to find the elf located in a different place. And so this mother continued her creative stories, which became a family tradition for years. Fast forwarding now, and this tradition became a phenomenon in 2005. The two daughters grew up and became entrepreneurs and marketed the idea, which became known as the Elf on a Shelf, complete with a book full of stories and adventures. Since then, this little marketing campaign now earns $10 million per year because of an Elf on a Shelf who was watching over them. And before I move on, I just want to say, Catherine, if this little story inspires you tonight, to go and write stories and you earn $10 million, I humbly request a tithe of that into our building funds. Just a little humble request. Well, of course, there's no elf on a shelf watching you or is with us every day. But of course, we do have self with us every day. And I wonder what kind of Christmas it would be And I wonder what kind of world it would be if we all put self on the shelf. You know, the world is all about self-image, self-interest, self-indulgence, self-sufficiency, and is self-destructive. Religiously speaking, there's self-righteousness, self-justification, and self-entitlement. However, biblically speaking, God's Word calls us and encourages us to always exercise self-control, self-denial, self-examination, and self-sacrifice. I wonder what kind of Christmas and world it would be if we all put self on the shelf. In 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 10, verse 12, the Apostle Paul writes that we do not dare, listen to the wording, listen to the language of the great Apostle Paul. He says, we do not dare to classify, to compartmentalize or compare ourselves with uh, some who commend themselves. 
when they measure themselves by themselves and compare themselves with themselves, they are not wise. And you know, the quickest way to feelings of oppression, anxiety, and depression is to compare yourself amongst yourselves and others, which the Bible is telling us is not smart. Such measures are self-destructive. Paul also said in Romans 12 verse 3, For I say through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one of us a measure of faith. I just want to encourage someone out there right here, right now, just to run your lane. Focus on your lane. Run your race. Don't look to the left. Don't look to the right. And simply focus on what you have. And as you focus on what you have, be thankful always. And it was the highly favored Mary, the mother of Jesus, who placed her reputation and self upon a shelf as she makes a bold declaration to the angel in Luke chapter 1, verse 38, saying, I am the Lord's servant. Let it be done to me according to God's word and will. You see, unless Mary put self on the shelf, there would not have been born to us this day in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ Jesus, the Lord. I wonder what else is not being born at this time in your life because we're not putting self on the shelf. We're not putting our own reputation, our own history, our own stories, our own, I wonder what people will think if I take this step in Christ. I wonder in our lives what's not being born to the glory of God because we haven't put self on the shelf. And what about Jesus Christ? In Christian theology, the doctrine of the incarnation holds that Jesus Christ is the only begotten Son of our Heavenly Father, the pre-existent second Godhead in the Trinity who gave up His deity and divinity. And He walked down the star-studded steps of eternity into a human body and walked amongst humanity so that He might know what we go through. He wanted to walk where we walk. He wanted to feel what we feel. He wanted to experience what we too experience. Why? So that He might be able to identify, so that He might be able to sympathize with our anxiety, with our fear, with our loneliness, with our rejection from others, because he too, the Bible says, was tempted and tested and trialed in every single way, just as we are, and yet he was without sin. Furthermore, we read in Philippians chapter 2, verses 7 to 11, that Jesus made himself nothing of no reputation by taking on the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. It says, even the death of a cross, which was always reserved for criminals. Therefore, God 
exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus Christ every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. You know, no other God has done what our God has done. And I understand there's many gods out there. It's like a whole smorgasbord, a whole table full of different gods. But no God came down from eternity, walked amongst us, lived a perfect life, died a criminal's death, and was resurrected three days later. We're coming to a close real soon of this Christmas Eve message for 2021. And I know that Santa right now, he's very busy at the North Pole as he gets ready to come to town. He's already checked his list once and he's checking it twice and he's finding out who's been naughty and who's been nice. And of course, we know the story. If you're on, if you're on the, uh, the nice list, you get Santa's presence. But if you're on the naughty list, you don't get his presence. Because you see, Santa's presence is based on behavior. But God's presence right here, right now, is based on unconditional love, grace, and truth. And my final passage today is found in John chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have the gift of eternal life. For God did not send Please hear this. He did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him. What a powerful passage. He didn't send His Son into the world to condemn it, but to save it. God tonight, God always is not about pointing out our faults. You see, this is the beautiful thing about grace. The Bible says that we're saved by grace, not by works. You see, there's nothing I could have ever done to earn God's grace and favor when it comes to salvation. The Bible says it is by grace that we have been saved. That means there's nothing that we could do that would be good enough to earn salvation in Christ. You see, this is the beautiful thing about grace. You could fall like, I don't know how many times, but there's always enough grace sin or addiction, doesn't matter what it is, how far you've fallen, it could be deep, but God's grace is deeper. You see, God's grace is a reset button. God's grace doesn't point the finger saying, see, I told you so. Because the Bible says that in Christ, there is now no condemnation. Grace is a reset button. And it says, let's start again. His mercies are new every day. And we can be born again. I believe that the greatest gift that we can give Jesus today is to put self on the shelf by declaring like Mary, I am the Lord's servant. Let the will of God, let the call of God be done in my life according to His Word. I pray that would be our declaration today before God, that we would all say, I am the Lord's servant. I'm not perfect 
But it ain't about perfection. Someone out there needs to hear. It isn't about perfection. It's never been about perfection. It's never been about you getting it right, thinking right all the time, always saying the right thing. It's always been about progression. And the process might be slow, but slow progress is better than no progress. And God's grace is upon you. I feel the Holy Spirit wanting me to tell you that His love and that His grace and that His favor and that His peace is upon you right here, right now, in this room and online. Grace is a great reset button. And I also believe that the greatest gift that we can give our families, the greatest gift that we can give our spouse, the greatest gift that we can give our children, the greatest gift that we can give our parents, our community, our workplaces, and of course our church, is to put self on the shelf. What a great blessing it would be if each one of us walked out of this service tonight with less of me and more of thee. That would be the greatest gift that you could give your loved one tonight, this Christmas. And so in this Christmas Eve service, and I want to invite you to stand as I just want to give someone tonight the opportunity to receive Jesus Christ, to acknowledge Him as our Lord and Savior. In this Christmas Eve service tonight, if you desire and want your past to be pardoned, your present to be made powerful, and your future promised, then I would love the honor of leading you in a prayer that acknowledges Jesus as Lord, healer, Savior, and the forgiver of all sin. And I just want to ask, if that's you tonight, and listen, we understand that at the end of the day, it's God who knows where our hearts are at. But I do feel that there's faith present to reach out to Jesus, to take the hand of Jesus. And again, if tonight, if you're saying in your heart that you just am wanting your past pardoned, your present circumstances to be made powerful and your future promised, and on the count of three, I want to invite you to just lift up your hand as an acknowledgement. And we're going to pray a prayer together this Christmas Eve. And so on the count of three, if that's you, just lift up your hand. One, two, three. Just lift up your hand. That's beautiful. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Anyone to my right? Anyone to my right? I actually believe that there is someone to my right. And, uh, and there's a great stirring in your heart. This is just for someone on my right. There's a great stirring in my heart. I feel the Lord saying it's a new day. But in order for you to... I feel the Lord saying, in order for you to possess the new day, the new moment, you've got to start thinking new thoughts. And Jesus said that he can't put new wine into old wineskins because the new wine will, the old wineskin will burst or the old way, the old uh, paradigm, the old mentality won't be able to steward or handle the newer and the greater thing that God wants to birth in and through you. God wants you to know he wants to birth something new in you that he can only do through you and what God needs you to do is put self on the shelf and so if that's you tonight and uh, you just want to either for the first time give your life to Jesus either online or on site 
or you just know that tonight you want to rededicate your life to him on this Christmas Eve service, then I want to lead you through a prayer right now. So I'm going to pray, and I would invite you to pray after me. Are you ready to do that? Are you ready to pray? Are you ready to pray to Jesus? Then pray this prayer after me. Dear Father in heaven, I humble myself in this Christmas Eve service. And I acknowledge that Jesus Christ is my Lord, my healer, my friend, my Savior, and the forgiver of my sins. And I ask that you would forgive me of all my self-righteousness. And I ask for the forgiveness of sins. I thank you, Lord, that you love me. I thank you that I have a great purpose. I thank you that I am called. I thank you that my past is pardoned. My present is powerful. And my future is promised. Now help me to declare in my heart, like Mary did, that I am the Lord's servant. Let the will of the Father be established in my heart this night. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a mighty hand of thanks. That's wonderful. And so because I really do believe that you prayed that prayer from your heart, because of that, I believe that God has responded from the youngest to the oldest. And that you're going to begin to sense a great change, a, a repositioning, not only in your heart, but you're going to begin to think differently. I declare that you'll begin to look at yourself in the mirror and not think about yourself, perhaps in a self-destructive and negative way. You're not going to look at yourself in the mirror and you're not going to focus on the flaws. You're not going to focus on your history. You're not going to focus on what's not right or what's not perfect. You're going to focus on the beautiful thing that God has created in that mirror. And I pray that you'll declare, I am the Lord's servant. Hey, listen, don't let the devil talk you out of your call in God. Look in the mirror. I am the Lord's servant. It's a word for someone. Luke chapter 1 verse 38. Wow. You see, you've got to think about that whole story with Mary. What an amazing story. She said, because she said, I am. She came into agreement and she was battling. Read the story in Luke chapter 1. She was battling. She was trying to work it out with her own head. But Lord, I'm a virgin. I've never been with a man. How is this going to happen that I will bear the son of the world? So God bless you. I really do believe that you're going to really just begin to encounter and experience something new in your life. Amen? Amen. Well, let me just take this opportunity once again on behalf of uh, Pastor Trina and myself to wish you a very Merry Christmas. And I really do pray that uh, you've personally experienced something here tonight that you'll be able to walk out of this room with 
from the worship time to the production and everything, we pray that it's been a blessing to you. As my wife said, uh, we have a 9 a.m. online service, which is going to be premiered, okay? So it's not here, it's online, it's starting at 9. It's a 25-minute service, there's going to be Gateway Kids, gateway worship and uh, and a brief word from myself and we trust it'll be a blessing uh, to you and again we have our boxing day services a one hour service at 10 a.m and we're going to take communion as well it's going to be really powerful as we end the year and uh, declare god's goodness in 2022 and uh, we also have a, a new year's eve service as well which is starting at 9 a.m here which is going at 9 p.m that would be a long New Year's Eve service, um, starting at 9 p.m. <laughs> and uh, Fayid is going to be leading that, and it's going to be a lot of praise uh, from our African choir, and it's going to be powerful. So you're welcome to join us there as well. So how about I pray? And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this gathering. And Lord, I am aware that there are so many people who just find themselves in different places, in their hearts, in their minds, and in their lives. But I pray that through it all, no matter what circumstances people find themselves in, and of course, I'm also aware that many are experiencing a Christmas day without their loved ones. And again, throughout it all, I thank you for the anointing and for the comfort and for the peace and fellowship of the Holy Spirit for the youngest to the oldest, no matter what the circumstance, I pray that you would teach each one what it means to have fellowship with the Holy Spirit, even in lonely times. I thank you, Lord God, that you are Emmanuel, God with us, and that you will never leave us nor forsake us. And I do declare that every single person would have a very special Christmas day. In Christ, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. I also want to take this opportunity to thank uh, just all of our volunteers across this Christmas season. Thank you so much for all that you do. We love you. We couldn't do it without you. And let's close now by giving the Lord another hand of thanks because it's all about Jesus. And without him, we would not be here. And so God bless you. Merry Christmas. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Gateway Life Church. For more information, please visit gatewaylifechurch.org.au. God bless and have a great day.